Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Gordon, and along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, we're going to explore everything that is Nashville. How you get in, how you get out, and everything you do in between. So if you have a dream and your dream revolves around the city of Nashville, pay close attention because you might actually learn something. Probably not, but it is a strong possibility that you'll have a good time. Thanks for checking out the podcast, and here we go. Kyle, what is up? What's going up, Bobby boy? How are you today? Doing well. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, man. Thanksgiving was wonderful. How about you? I ate way too much, and I'm still eating way too much. Like, we cooked entirely too much food. It was insane. You know yesterday was uh, National Throw Out Your Food, Your Leftovers Day from Thanksgiving? Yeah, well, see, (laughs) I I spend a lot of days away from home, so I'm still trying to eat it. Yeah, but yesterday was the National Throwout Day because it's like not going to be good. Uh, some of it's still good. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, that's awesome. It's not man. growing anything. There's not a funky smell yet. It's still edible. Where where'd you go? What'd you end up doing? Um, so we did it in my house for the first time ever. My mom came down. Kids came. So like it was all of us in my house. So that was kind of neat. Hell yeah. It was the first awesome. time I've ever hosted, so it was it was definitely stressful in the sense that everybody's asking me to do things and get things, and I'm in the middle of what was already asked to do, so my brain was fried by the end of the day. I feel that. Um, I did the same. Um, it was my first time ever hosting and my first time ever cooking. I cooked everything. Now, it was only four of us. It was my girlfriend and then uh, Woody and Kim. Mm-hmm. So it was just the four of us, and it was wonderful. Um, we had a great time just hanging out, eating, drinking, chilling. Woody had to be at a gig at 6, and then I had one at 8. Um, but, yeah, I ended up frying that bird. Frying. I'm doing the air quotes again. Frying. Yeah. Um, it was delicious. The the first go around, we talked about that on the last podcast. I was I was doing my practice bird during that last podcast. Practice bird. And <laughs> practice bird. And um Yeah, I it did not go well. I don't know if it was just a combination of a couple different things, but it just that bird would not cook. Um so I reconfigured some things, looked at it all, and I was like, all right, I'm going to change a few variables here, try try things slightly different this time. And that bird cooked in two hours and like 18 minutes. Nice. It looked fantastic. That picture you sent was like Honestly, I think I cooked it probably 10 minutes too long. It was slightly drier than what I would have preferred. However, I also realized... When using the injection butter, I didn't use enough of it, and I didn't mm-hmm. quite do it the right way. So, um, you know, trial by experience. Right. By experience. What is it? What is, that's not the word. That's not what I'm looking for. I don't know. Trial but by fire. Trial by fire. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah. So, bird turned out great. All the food turned out great. Like, I was very shocked that my first time hosting a Thanksgiving and cooking, like, Everything went really well, and I'm nice. Very happy about that. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was awesome. It was a great day, and then I had to go play a gig after that. And after eating all that food, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to eat a lot." BS. I just cooked all day long. <laughs> right. I I ate so hard. Everything. Yep. So hard. I did the same thing. And um, yeah, but it was it was delicious, and it was worth it. The gig was fun, though. The that gig was a was lot fun. of fun. Yeah. 
oh yeah i forgot that was the gig you were on yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) duh man i so in three days we had three different drummers oh wow so wednesday we had brian thursday we had you and friday we had richie richie is our normal secondary guy but his birthday was actually on thanksgiving um so he was like i'm not playing he didn't want to play either of those days so um and then chad is our normal drummer and chad was gone so chad being gone we call richie richie couldn't do all of them so that's when we reached out to you and brian awesome so yeah, you did great, man. Thanks for thanks for coming out and doing Dude, that. Thanks gig. for was, having me. That was, was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And Woody and Kim came out to that. Thank you guys for coming out to that and, and hanging out with us. My girlfriend hung out with me all day and then came out to my gig and hung out all night. So thank you, Starla. That was awesome. Um, we had a really nice crowd. Like I was kind of surprised. Yeah, man, we really did. We had a great crowd. We made some good money for being Thanksgiving. And I mean, just all in all, my day was awesome from start to finish. That's so, awesome. I, I I think it was a fairly successful Thanksgiving. I, I could do that again and be happy. Yeah. Um, so did you do all the cooking for yours? Did other people bring food? How did yours so work? My out? mom brought a few things. She brought like potato salad, deviled eggs, uh, pumpkin cheesecakes and stuff like that. And then um, April and I cooked everything else. So potato uh, salad and deviled eggs, I don't do. Those are, I don't eat either of those. So. Oh, I love those. There's some of my favorites. Uh, banana pudding, also. Mom brought banana. Banana pudding is my all-time favorite. Everything, like, I will eat banana pudding on top of any other thing. It is amazing. Starla said she was going to make some banana pudding, and I told her, don't worry about it. I said, I already bought some pies. Like, it's only going to be the two of us. And I was like, plus, I don't want you to, like, have to do anything. Like, I want you to just chill. Because mm-hmm. this is this was her first Thanksgiving away from her kids. Oh, okay. So, uh, That's a yeah, big deal. Yeah, so I tried to make sure that it was like the perfect day which i probably could have done things even better but you know for yeah, our first effort goes a long way. first thanksgiving together and like all the food turning out and like having people over like it was it was a good time so yeah i got to have both of my kids so i, I was very that's happy awesome. hell it's yeah man very nice that, that's um, awesome but yeah um I did, we didn't do a turkey or anything like that um, because none of us really eat turkey. Okay. So with the amount of turkey that we would have had, most of it would have got thrown away anyway. So I did chicken and dumplings instead. Hey, I'm cool with that, man. Right? Chicken and dumplings is like, that's, it's my top three meals. That's like, one of my favorites. Yeah. For top, sure. top three. Chicken and dumplings is definitely a huge comfort food for me and I love it. And then just so many sides. I mean, so many That was actually one, one of the first one of the first meals that uh, Starla made for me was chicken and dumplings. And I was oh, like, that's a winner. Yep. I was, <laughs> I mean, she asked me what I wanted. And I told her and like, she made it and it was so good. That's awesome. So, yeah. Well, let's get into talking about yeah, some for about real stuff. Yeah, um, this is definitely a, a music podcast about Broadway, not Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so talking about Broadway, because there are so many bands and the change so out is so quick and everybody's trying to get everything done. Let's kind of talk about some things you need to remember as far as like etiquette when you're so, finished playing or I'm going to interject you right here because sure. you're talking. I want to kind of reiterate for people that don't live here and are listening. Um, Broadway has, I haven't counted all the bars, but it's like 50 bars roughly right around that number total. Mm-hmm. And then 
I would say about 40 to 45 of those bars have multiple levels and multiple stages. So yeah. you have over 100 bands playing at one at any given time from yep. 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. They rotate every four hours. So every four hours, you have anywhere from three to five people rotating on that stage, mm-hmm. bringing in instruments and food and drinks. So... Um, I just kind of wanted to talk about the stage etiquette between players and people interacting with the stage. Um, Cause this morning I walked in yesterday was Tuesday. So I can't imagine it being too crazy on a Tuesday night. Right. But I came in and the stage that we normally play on legends corner. It's always usually really well taken care of. And yeah, I get it, like mic cables and stuff are going to kind of be thrown on, on the floor. Cause mm-hmm. there's no sound engineer at the end of the night. But there was food crumbs all over the floor when I got there today, guitar strings, just literal trash. And I was like, wow, couldn't even just pick it up. <laughs> so that's that's uh, where that stems from. So we're, that's why we're going to talk about that today. And that's that's um, normally not a problem for Legends. Like, no, I, Legends I never is actually, walk in normally when I walk in, track. actually, it's generally like the stage is recently vacuumed. Right. And, or at least like brushed off, like there's no stuff. But these things, it's not just, you know, normal debris. It was like full, like there were the like three guitar strings on the stage and like little pieces looked like, I don't know, sausage or some kind of like gross, maybe street meat. <laughs> yeah, dude, there were just meat. things around my feet and I was just kind of like, I, you know, yeah, I, I picked up some things and threw it away, but it's just, it's just one of the things like just pick up after yourselves when you're done. Yeah. If, if you don't mind. I mean, if you mind, you're rude and I'm just going to say it, you're an asshole. Just, <laughs> it, and the funny thing is it, at Legends, there's always two or three trash cans pushed up against the stage. Right, right. So you don't have to take but two steps to throw something away or hand it to somebody to have them throw it away. And if you're eating food on stage, and I get it, it's a Tuesday night late shift or it's really slow or you've played a double or triple and you're hungry. Like, I get it. I've had to eat on stage a few times. You probably shouldn't. I don't like to do it because it gets my strings all nasty. Yeah. But I, I get it. Like, this is our job. We're working four hours without breaks and sometimes eight, 12 hours and we're running from stage to stage. So, and it's legitimately dangerous if we don't eat something. Yeah. Like, yeah that, that's how guys pass out. Yeah. I've watched it happen. <laughs> it's, it's happened to it's quite a few people I've played with. before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just cleaning up after yourselves. And well, and another thing to keep in mind is like anything that you leave on the stage or that you leave at a place, the next guy's got to fix that. Right. And so that just adds time to them trying to get set up. Right. And I mean, we're all there to make money. We're all there to work. We want to get up there, get set up, start playing so that we can maximize our time. And we want to get set up as fast as we can because a lot of these places like Legends, the stage, mm-hmm. those sound guys are only there. Sound engineers are only there for what 30 maybe 40 minutes so at the mm-hmm. beginning of your shift and then they bounce like because that's just how how their shifts work and that's assuming they don't have to go run another stage right right sometimes they do have to go run to another stage and they'll come back and check on you and this and that so if we have to get up on stage and throw away cups and pick up guitar strings and trash like it's taking more time out of us setting mm-hmm. up or if it, if even not thinking about the sound guy like the crowd if there's too much dead air, we're going to lose the crowd. 
And like I said, we're all trying to make money. So we want to capitalize on the crowd that the band before us brings in. And then we want to let the band after us capitalize on that crowd. So we want to make that transition as smooth as possible. And so that we can get up, play, get down, everything's smooth, and everybody can make money. Yeah. I mean, I see so many people that get done and they just like lollygag and Mm -hmm. talk and take their time. And that's cool. You want to talk. That's fine. Just hop off stage right. and talk. Do not talk while you're getting set up. I mean, yeah, you can have conversations, but set up if you're having that conversation. Right. Don't just get up there and talk to somebody for five minutes. Then be like, oh, crap, I, I got to set up. You know, I mean, those bars want us to start at certain times. And also, like, you have to worry about the crowds leaving. I mean, mm-hmm. There's no music being played. People are kind of like, I can go next door. There's music right next door. Right. You know, so... You want to you wanna swap everything over as quickly as you can. And when the stage is dirty like that, it's definitely, um, it takes time. And, and, that, and just, that being said, though, don't rush the band before you. Like, let them get their stuff and get off stage before you start throwing your gear on stage and yeah. making it more complicated than it has so to be. So we generally have about 30 minutes between each gig. Like, that's, so if a band ends at 10, the next band will start about 10.30, right. 10.35. So in my eyes, how I see it is everybody's got 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. You got 15 minutes to tear down. I got 15 minutes to set up. I tear down in less than five minutes and I'm off stage. Right. I want to give the next person as much time as they need because it takes a whole hell of a lot longer to set up and get ready and sound check than it does to tear down and put everything in your bag. Right. In your case. But yeah, just just be mindful of that. Like if if you just played, you want to get off as quick as you can. And then if you're just getting on stage you want to wait until everything's cleared off the stage so that way you're not in anybody's way and not slowing the process down even though you're trying to speed it up yep yep um and so rolling off of that let's talk about the stage etiquette with the crowd and the patrons yes Um, we love y'all and we couldn't have our job if it wasn't for them. If, if we didn't have a crowd in there, we, we've said this before on this podcast, if we don't have a crowd, we don't have a job. Right. So our job is to make sure that you are happy and having fun and, and staying at that bar, getting nice and drunk, and just having a good time. Because that's literally what everybody's there for. Right. Like the, you're there to have a good time and listen to live music. And that's we absolutely understand that comes with a certain level of shenanigans. Yes. And <laughs> I love shenanigans. Shenanigans are a lot of fun. I want to sometimes participate in your shenanigans, and sometimes <laughs> I will have my own shenanigans on stage. How many times can I say shenanigans on this podcast? We'll find out. Hey, what's that but, restaurant you like? <laughs> shenanigans? You mean shenanigans? Oh, <laughs> I love Super Troopers. Um, so, yeah, we, we want you guys to have fun. Have a good time. Um, but be mindful. Again, the stage is our workspace. Yes. Um, especially the evening shifts, like we use the whole stage. We're running around just because there's a little open spot for you to set down your purse or your jacket or whatever. Guess what? I'm going to be standing in that spot in probably three to five minutes. Yep. So if I'm, if your stuff's there, sorry, I just had to burp. I apologize. <laughs> um, if your stuff is there, I'm most likely going to step on it or kick it. Yep. I'm not paying attention to what's at my feet. And that goes with drinks too. Like yeah. best way to lose your drink is to set it on the edge of the stage. So I actually started doing something and another buddy of mine started doing this as well. Uh, we started putting 
a trash can either like right in front of us or like on the stage next to us. Mm-hmm. And when people set their drinks down on the stage, I don't care if it's a full drink, I pick it up and throw it away. I don't even give you a second chance to look. One, you probably shouldn't be setting down your drink in a crowded bar. Truth. Keep it in your hand or as hand it to somebody. Many horror stories as I've heard. Yeah, Absolutely, I've been drugged on Broadway, so like, don't set your drinks down. But again, the stage is not a place for your drinks. There's mm-hmm. so much expensive equipment, even at the front. Our pedal boards are there. There's yep. power supplies. There's in ear racks and monitor systems. There's so much equipment, and if you spill your drink and ruin my $2,000 pedal board, I'm going to come after you for that money. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm coming after you for what you just ruined. Right. And I'm going to find a way to make you pay for that. Well, so, and I mean, you can't work without it. Like, that, yeah, that's literally the tools I, of the trade. Yeah, especially now with, like, the pedal boards, everything's run DI for our ears and everything. Right. So, just... Don't put anything on stage at all, and that includes yourself. <laughs> right? Please don't walk up on the stage. Please don't sit on the stage. Sometimes, if we're in a really, really, really good mood, or if the the bar is cool, because some bars do not allow us to bring anyone up under any circumstances. Yeah, some bars are extremely... But there are some bars that I play that we can bring people up on stage, and if you're really cool, or your people, or you pay to get on stage... Then yes, with our permission right. and with us helping you, we'll help you on stage. Um, otherwise, stay the f off. Bottom line, <laughs> we don't want you to get hurt. You could fall off the stage. You could slip trying to get up on the stage. We don't want anybody to get hurt, and it's no fun if you get kicked out. Yeah. So if you're climbing on stage and get kicked out, like that's a bummer for us too. And generally, what's going to happen? Most of the bars, they'll just pull you off stage. They'll give you a chance, like, "Hey, don't do that again." And if you do it again, then they kick you out. I've also worked at some bars. You stand on that stage, or you stand on a bar stool, or a chair, mm-hmm. or a tabletop. They just kick you out immediately because it's it's a liability risk they don't want to deal with. If you right. fall and slip and bust your head open, or I spin around with my guitar and I smack you in the side and break your hip, it's not my fault because you were staying somewhere you should right. not be. But uh, yeah, just just think of the stage as an off limits. I mean, employees only. It's it's our office. As much as I hate saying that so much, I hate saying that my job is work. Or I, 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 wow, my job is work. I hate saying that playing music is a job and work. And I hate saying that the stage is an office. But in reality, it's how I make my money, and this is all yep. I do. So it definitely is. And I don't come to your cubicle and dance around when I want to get drunk and have fun. So please do not jump on my stage. That being said, if you invite me, I might come dance around your cubicle. I mean, if you want to pay me to come <laughs> dance around your cubicle, hey, man, I'll do it. That'd probably totally, be totally hilarious. Good. That needs to be a TikTok video <laughs> of you dancing in a cubicle. All right. If anybody has a cubicle I can come dance in for a TikTok video, hit me up. This we're going to do this. All right, so while we're talking about crowd etiquette, let's talk about the process of requesting a song and how that works, and then from the band's perspective, how that works as well. So most of the time, general knowledge is it's 20 bucks a song. If you're requesting a song, tip the band 20 bucks. It's, it's not just 20 bucks a song. It's $20 a request, yes. and that includes shout-outs, birthday shout-outs, anniversary shout outs bachelorette parties oh my jesus you want me to say anything on that microphone you gotta pay me i'm sorry 
Now, depending on the bar and depending on the band, they will not 100% require you to tip X amount of dollars to get your song played. But try and be respectful. If you're requesting song after song and the band is playing song after song for you and you're not tipping, the band understands that that's what's happening and like you're killing the mood. And we will stop playing any of your requests. If you're not tipping us after we've done a couple, especially for free... We're not playing any of your requests. And if you come up and you tip 10 or $20 and request a song and you come up and request two more, guess what? You got to pay for those two. Right. And we're not doing them for free. I'm sorry. It's my job. It's it's my job. This is my job. And, and I'll, speaking for myself and a lot of the other guys that I've played with, like we don't like trying to force you to tip. Like We want to be able to say, hey, here's our tip bucket. If you have a request, come throw some love in the bucket. We'll play your song. We'll have a good time. We don't want to keep harping on it and being like, hey, no, you have to tip. You have to tip. You have to tip. You have to tip. Because it's not fun for us. It's not fun for you. The last thing you want to be told is you have to tip. The last thing we want to do is beg for money. But, I mean, this is this is a highly skilled situation that we're in. We are, we are very skilled musicians. We are playing songs at random that people request, like understand the situation you're in when you request a song and i hope how i hope you guys know that the way he just said that that uh highly skilled like that does just mean like yeah we can kind of play any song out of our ass however all these songs that we know we have sat at home and learned and spent hours learning these songs and mm-hmm. the arrangements and i mean memorized i probably have somewhere around 1500 or 200 songs that I could just play off the top of my head. And then there's probably another three or 4,000 that I know if just by glancing at a chart real quick. So like, that's why we, I I know you're like, Oh, you're only, you're just up here playing music and having fun. Yeah. But then we go home and we learn all of this stuff right? and the stuff that we don't know that people request that we go home and learn it. So the next time they request it, we can make their money. Like one of the hardest questions to answer is what kind of music do you listen to? I listen to the stuff I have to know. Like I don't listen to music for fun. If I have time to listen to music, I'm at work. (laughs) Like I am learning songs. I don't, I hardly ever just throw on a band that I like. I do when I'm working out mm-hmm. or if I have a long drive where I don't have to learn something specific. But generally when I'm at home and there, if there's music on, it's because I'm going over it. I'm learning it. It's not because I want to listen. To right. It. No, nine times. If I'm listening to something and I'm not learning music, it's normally a podcast or an audiobook. But that's also the problem with us is, you know, we play what four to eight hours a day so of us 12 and 16 hours a day so like Mm -hmm. coming home and listening to music for fun is like that's not what we want to do after playing music all day like half the time i want silence (laughs) yes but um so all right so now from songs from the band's perspective okay i I wasn't got something yet so with with (laughs) (laughs) just with the requesting the songs um there's a couple ways to do it. A lot of us now have Venmo and Cash App, and, and, and we'll have a QR code. And you, you can request a song and, and put your song in the comments. And, and that is the easiest you know, way to make sure we don't forget it. Yeah. 
the other one is is coming up to the tip buckets and dropping a, a 20 in there and, and requesting your song um, if there are you know there's gonna be most of the time four five six seven eight ten people ahead of you sometimes mm-hmm. like you got to be patient because all those other people paid too so I will say the five dollar request and all of that um, if it's like a five or ten dollar request and there's people tipping 20. I'm going to go to those first right. because they're higher paid requests. Like that's, I mean, I, that's just fair. More money means more higher money, on the list. Yeah, you more, and you pay a hundred dollar song. We're playing it next. Right. If we haven't started a song yet, or we like just about to start a song, like a hundred dollars, we'll, we'll play your song next. It's, mm-hmm. it's right there. Um, but my biggest pet peeve of requesting songs is, when someone comes up in the middle of a song and is trying to talk to us. Yes. I cannot hear you. And if I can hear you, I probably did not hear you correctly. Right. So sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll lean down and take my ear out and try to hear what someone says. But usually I tell them like, just wait. Mm-hmm. And then they stand. And a lot of times they'll stand there and they'll get like mad at me that I'm not talking to them. Yo, I'm working, playing music, trying to entertain like 200 people. Sorry. I mean, on top of we are actively. You can wait two and a half more minutes till I'm done. We are actively listening to what's going on around us so that we can play. But our brain is also focused on what we're playing. And not even that, like I also sing too. So like people are trying to talk to me like while I'm singing, I'll step back and they'll like wave at me. And then I'm like, hold on. I step back. I start singing. And it's a back and forth thing. I'm like, just wait till we're done. If as soon as we're done, you hold up that dollar bill or you wave me over, I'm going to come right over mm-hmm. to you. I'm not going to ignore you. Now there are situations um, where there's co-fronts and somebody's actually not participating in the song yeah, and, and they can bend down and talk to you. Well, yeah, and if, if you can tell that, they're clearly but, not participating in the song or like involved if, in that song. Yeah. Ask them. But if the band is playing and the singer is singing, yeah, like just be patient. Just, just be patient. You asking it in the middle of a song is not going to get it played quicker than asking at the end of the song. <laughs> right. You throwing an extra 20 in will get it played quicker as far as the lineup goes. Yeah. But <laughs> All right. So from a musician's perspective or a band's perspective, when somebody requests a song and you as a band aren't comfortable playing it, that can be a point of confrontation too. Because yes. either the the band member that you spoke to might come across as like he doesn't care about the song, doesn't care about your quest. Like there's all kinds of reasons that we wouldn't play a song. And then also like if we say we're not gonna play a song, like we don't know the song, can't play the song, whatever, as the person that requested the song, drop it. Like if we could play it and you're trying to pay us, we're going to do your song. Yeah. But if we legitimately can't play it, we're I'm not, I'm not going to take your money. If you really want me to play it that bad, do you want to hear the most butchered version of a song? Cool. Drop in 50 bucks and I'll do it. And see, that's what I was just like, going to say. Like, like we will, we will play songs that we really shouldn't play all the time. So if we say we can't play that song, like we really can't play that song yeah yeah. and um there's something else i was gonna say and i just i uh, was it from the band's perspective yeah it it left me 
Um, so like, okay, so, well, this is one of the things I wanted to bring up. If you're playing Broadway and somebody requests a song and you don't like that song and you don't want to play that song, which is perfectly fine. We all have songs that we absolutely can't stand. If you're not going to play it, just tell them you don't know it. Don't tell them you hate their song or you hate that artist because these people like what they're requesting. That's another big pet peeve. And of so mine. that's 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 a huge, no huge one, issue. No one in that crowd cares about your personal beef with whatever number one selling artist is out there. Right. They, you. No offense to any. I'm about. I'm actually about to offend a lot of people, and I know when I say this, but y'all playing Broadway like you're playing number one hit songs that people want to hear. Mm-hmm. you're again I'm about to offend some people and I'm sorry for this but you're a nobody compared to these people right like they came there to hear those songs so if that's what they want to hear play it if you legitimately can't play it or you hate that artist so much that's fine just say hey we don't know the song yep there's several artists that I play with that they just don't they won't play certain songs and, and certain artists and that's cool and that's what they say and then there's a few other artists that like go on some tangents about it and it kills the entire mood of the show. It kills the entire mood of the band. Like, mm-hmm. And there's no reason to offend the person asking for a song. If, I mean, that, okay, because you hate this artist, but that's their favorite artist in the whole right. world. Guess what? That's, let's just say five people in that group. That's five people that you just, mm-hmm. you basically just kicked out the door. Not to mention you're, the other 30 that also like that yeah, artist you're that refusing, just heard you say you that. You just said, oh, I hate this artist and this and that, da 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 And you're like, okay, well... Those are the songs I really want to hear. You're obviously not going to play them and you hate this person. I'm going to go somewhere and spend my hard-earned money somewhere else of someone who will play it. Look, there's a lot of songs that I legitimately cannot stand. Yeah. Like, I, I just cannot. I'm going to say one of them now. Wagon Wheel. Can't mm-hmm. stand that song. And it's not even because we play it so much. I couldn't stand that song before I moved to the state. Right. I've never liked that song. Um. And... Every time we play it, no matter who I'm playing it with, I'm singing along and there's a smile on my face. And I hate that song. But you know what? My light bills do not get paid by my opinion. Well, my and light- I like playing more than I hate playing those songs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? I can suck it up for three and a half minutes. Right. Like, it's okay. And guess what? If you really hate a song and they really, really, really want to hear it, you can play a verse chorus, verse chorus and be done. Yep. Just two minutes or less in and out of the song. They just wanted to hear it real quick. They, they wanted to hear the hook mm-hmm. that, that, you know, so and that's with not all people, but most cases, they just want to hear the hook. They don't, they don't even know all the words to the song or change the lyrics. Make speaking, the lyrics funny. Speaking of or... something, speaking, of, I'm going to sidetrack for a minute. Oh, speaking okay. of something, not knowing all the lyrics to the songs, we will play rock star by Nickelback uh-huh. and every single person, except for maybe one or two in that crowd will sing every yep. single word and be jamming out. We go play friends in low places by Garth Brooks. Yep. They only know the choruses and the parts people shout together. Yep. They do not know every word to that song and not everybody is engaged. Just going to throw that out there. All you Nickelback haters, you're out in the crowd singing it. I've watched it happen. Yep. And because of that, I will not judge anybody singing for pulling up the lyrics on anything to make sure that they don't mess it up. So I've only been singing for, it'll be two years that I've been singing on stage this New Year's Eve, but I only sing 
maybe 10 songs. Six of those 10 songs, I know off the top of my head, I can sing them any time of day. Not a problem. I will still pull up the lyrics. Yes. Because sometimes in songs, I will stop and I'll interact with the crowd or I'll say yep. I'll do things differently. So I just have those lyrics Or you'll there. see something fucked up. Walk by the window yeah. on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, I, I try. When I sing, dude, I literally try to look up above everyone uh -huh. at a wall. Like I look at a spot on the wall and I'm like, okay, just focus on the words. And then if I'm getting too distracted, I just close my eyes. Mm -hmm. I just close my eyes and I just sing. And I know people are like, what is this dude doing? He's up here closing, trying to sleep while he's singing. No, it's so I can focus. So he's, he's vibing on some Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm definitely vibing on stage. That's for but sure. no, that, like there's so many variables that you have no control over that can take your attention away from what you're doing yeah. that it doesn't matter how many times you sing a song, how well you know the words, something will happen and you'll forget. Yeah. It, it's unavoidable. And I, so here, and we'll piggyback off that as well. Um, you know, yeah, there's like Bob said earlier, there's songs like we don't know. And if you want to hear it bad enough, we'll play it bad enough. And you, you pull up the lyrics and, and you have a good time. I'm known to do this. Yes. You have been on several of these gigs. Where and this has it happened. is amazing. Um, I, there's a <laughs> lot of songs that like I, I was never a lyric person. I mean, right. I do love lyrics and I, I do write, but I was never a lyric person when it comes to music. The melody and the music is what I hear before. Same. Lyrics. I usually I have to go back and listen to a song two or three times because that's when I go back and actually really listen to the lyrics. Sometimes yeah. it, something powerful will come through and hook me, but most of the time I'm listening to the music. Like that's what hooks me personally. Um, so I will try to pull songs out of my ass that hey okay you want to hear this that bad and the crowd's having a good time everybody like they encourage like yeah we don't care if you get up just just do it have a good right. time you're like all right cool well here i'm gonna f this song up um and i did that with uh the one that comes to mind is johnny cash uh cocaine blues yes <laughs> which is a really long song and has a whole lot of words yes yeah. <laughs> you know i've played that song a uh, hundred plus times if not more and I never noticed until then how many lyrics were yep. in that song. There's like nine verses. Or it's insane. Maybe more than that. I don't. I don't even know. But I, I literally it was like after every verse, I was like, "Oh my god, there's a lot of words in this." Sing another verse. Holy cow, guys! I didn't realize how many words there were. Oh, there's a lot of words in this. After every verse, I said five that. verses in. We're not even halfway done yet, guys. Guys, we still got a whole another like five minutes left. You're gonna have to deal with me. I'm sorry. You want to hear me do the rest of the song? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. You know, so yeah, and like I could have easily been like, "No, nah, man, I'm sorry, I don't know the song." Like I could have easily done that, but like I'm there to have fun and have a good time, and I do this so much that like I want to make sure that I'm enjoying myself on stage and the right. crowd. I I want to make sure that when the crowd sees us, like yeah, again, we are just real people. But a lot of people when they come here, they they put us on this pedestal because this is they don't yes. have this. They don't have. I did that when I first came here. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, so you don't you don't have this kind of environment everywhere else. So when they see you screwing up and like just goofing around, having a good time, they're like, "Oh yeah, these these are just real people," and it makes the show that much better. There's that much better of a connection in the crowd than when you just say, "Up, oh, I hate that artist. I don't want to do it." Like yeah, you know how many times. 
we've played man i feel like a woman with a male <laughs> singer and the entire band is running around singing that song at the top of their lungs right the place goes nuts or when you no do one, taylor swift i love doing taylor swift i, I love learn, when you do taylor swift. i gotta learn some new taylor swift songs um but guaranteed hit yeah every time you sing it like yeah it, it, yeah so, but yeah, all of these moments that you're talking about, these tend to be the highlight moments, the things that people remember and hold on to and don't forget. Like yeah. anybody's going to sing Whiskey Glasses and it's all going to be good. And you're never going to remember the band that sang Whiskey Glasses. Yeah, you're not going to go home and be like, man, that band that sang Whiskey Glasses was really good. But you're going to go home and be like, yo, that dude trying to sing some Johnny Cash with a green mohawk, like, laughing his ass off the entire song and the whole band's laughing like those are things you're gonna remember yep. you know um yeah i just like we were talking about this morning with woody and we were talking about like you know woody like he's more into the comedy of yes. the act than the music now he feels and i was like yeah man like i love I love making fun of myself on stage. Absolutely. And a lot of the, what's what's the best part is a lot of things that I say on stage aren't half of it's not even like that true. Right. <laughs> it's just hilarious to say. And people like look at me like, Oh my god, that guy's an idiot. Like Yep. Yep, you just laughed your ass off for five minutes. You're welcome. I, 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 I don't I don't think anybody actually understands unless you're a musician doing this that like we were the geeky loser kids yeah. that were just goofballs yeah. and like we're not the super popular, you know. Yeah. Everybody knew us, but no, not. I mean, we're popular and cool in this town, nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, and that that goes for like most of your favorite artists on the radio too. Like most of them were the band nerds and like the super goofballs that yeah, nobody man. really wanted to be around. And we happened to pick something that we were really good at and kept doing it. And now people think we're special. I wasn't really good at it when I started. I don't think that I'm really good at it now. I think I'm good enough to get by, but <laughs> I'm better than where I was when I started. That's for sure. I think we all think that too. I, I came across a Tic Tac, a Tic Tac, a Tic Tac. I you love Tic Tacs. Do you get them orange Tic Tacs? Orange were the best. I don't think they actually freshened your breath at all. No, I don't. But well, I mean, orange didn't. I don't know I'm about saying. any of the other ones. I never tried them. But anyway, <laughs> it said something to the effect of what i'm doing can't be all that great because i'm doing it and if i'm doing it it can't be that great and i feel like that perfectly encompasses the mindset of 90 percent of the musicians i know yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's insane but not to get off too far on a tangent um going back to etiquette and how to present things um have you come into like a situation where there is a, a drunk customer at the bar just being super obnoxious and found like a good way to handle that? Because uh, I, I know I've seen you have to interact with several that so were going too far. Generally, I try to make jokes out of situations. If it's something like there was one night just like two weeks ago or so that there was a group of girls dancing, several groups of girls dancing at the front at the Valentine and this random drunk dude just walks up. He's kind of, he kind of done. He like dances up and you could tell he was clearly wasted. And at first I thought he was with one of the groups of girls. Yeah. 
because the way he was touching them and trying to talk to them. But then I could see like the girls kept literally just like moving away and like trying to get out of his way. A couple of them like pushed him back, said stop. Like I could tell they were saying stop. And so finally, in between songs, it was just like, hey, guys, remember, you need to keep your hands to yourselves. Yes, you in the blue shirt right there. I'm talking to you. Like I called him out right there. It's like everybody saw it. So at this point, everybody in the bar knows that I recognize this situation. Yes. And the dude like. You know, he looked at me and she's like, oh, I'm just partying. I'm just having a good time, girls. And I'm like, cool, keep your hands to yourself. You know, like, I don't know exactly what he said to me, but I was just like, keep your hands to yourself. And um, he didn't. He, he most definitely did not. And the girls were getting so uncomfortable, like very uncomfortable. I mean, he was touching them inappropriately. Yeah. And he was, it looked like one of them was trying to like kiss on the cheek. So I finally just called over to the, the police officer. I was like, yo, that dude in the blue. I don't care about the rest of his group, but he has to go. Yeah. That dude's got to go. And they threw him out. I try not to cause scenes. Um, I try to make jokes of situations the yeah. best that I can. Um, so we'll just kind of, this is what I was going to say earlier. Uh, we were talking about the tipping. Um, I knew it would come back to me at some point, but there was a group there and they just kept, they requested, what was the song? It was. I don't remember the which song it was. It was a Toby Keith song. Um, I don't remember which song exactly. It wasn't one that we normally do. Fair enough. And oh no 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 no! It wasn't Toby Keith. It was Blake Shelton. It was All Red. Blake Shelton. Okay. And this band doesn't normally do that. We have like six other Blake Shelton songs we do. So if you request one of those, you're like oh we can do this, and we did that with them, and they said no, we want to hear All Red, and I was like cool, twenty dollars, we'll do it. Not a big deal. The whole band was like yeah. We all agreed. 20 bucks, we'll do it because it's not one we normally do. Right. And they just started chanting. They got the whole group to chant. They got half of the bar to chant. Like, just by them chanting is going to change my mind. And so we're playing. And with the last 30 seconds of the song, we can't even hear ourselves in our ears because they're chanting so loud. Like, it's obnoxious. And we got done. And my singer was like, look, guys, here's how it is. If you want to hear a song, you have to tip. There's literally... 10 people in front of you. So we're going to do those. And if you haven't tipped, maybe we'll come back to you. Right. Which means, no, we're not going to come back to you. If you haven't tipped and you've been like an asshole, we're not going to come back to you. I keep burping. I'm sorry. Um, so Todd's like, Hey, um, this is, this is what we're doing. Like you, you got to pay for it. And one of the girls comes over to me and goes, how much do I have to pay to get you guys to play that song? And like, she was getting an attitude with me. Mm -hmm. We had literally just said it over and over and over $20. Right. So me being me, I go 50 bucks. <laughs> she pulls out her wallet, 50 bucks. Cool. We'll play it next. <laughs> nice. And we did. And you know, they were super happy. We played it, but it was, it was one of those situations where they were drunk and obnoxious and like, we just had to call them out. And yeah, I know a lot of people in town are so like non-confrontational. I get that. I, I know I make jokes. I say, I love confrontation. I don't, I really don't. I'm not afraid right. to be confrontational. I do not like being confrontational, but I am not afraid. If you, if you overstep boundaries or you're a jerk, cool. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to, to fix this situation and make it right. Like, I don't care if I have to be a jackass to you. Like you're not going to treat my staff, my bands, whoever I'm working with in those bars, 
you will never treat people well and having seen you in some of these situations like you don't just jump to being a jerk on some dude because he's being obnoxious like you if you're being a jerk to somebody you've told him multiple times you've tried to talk you've tried to calm everything down and like he just keeps going and so now it's like all right well if you're not gonna listen to me being a nice guy then i'm gonna make you listen there was there was one of those shifts at crossroads that we did within the last six months i don't i know you were on it the one um, i'm thinking about is to do i don't remember what song he wanted but we had already said we didn't know it and he kept yelling it after every song that we played he would just yell it from like halfway to the back of the is room it, is this the dude that i just I, I think this might be the same guy where i just had him kicked out I think so. But before you did that, like you tried to talk to him. Yeah. You're like, sorry, dude, we don't know your song. Yeah, I was, Come I was, up with another song. We'll do it. And he kept going. And that's another thing. Like, yes, I'm sure the song that you request is a well-known song and tons of people love that song. But if it is not one of the 10,000 songs that we have learned, cut us a break. Yeah. Like, and we always, I will always try to compromise with you. And again, so I'll give you three, four, five other songs or just let you pick another song out of your own will. Right. Like just, hey, but, we can't do that one. There's like 500 other songs we could do. Pick one. But this particular guy just would not let it go. And like you started talking back to him. So he'd, he'd call out the song and he'd be like, yeah, dude, we heard you the first 15 times. Still not going to do it. Yeah, that was the, <laughs> that was the guy. Yep, that was the situation. That's the exact situation I was thinking of because then he came up to the stage mm -hmm. and said something to me. And I just looked at David. I was like, he needs to go just and i said it over the mic i was like this guy just needs to go and he got super mad and he tries to cause a scene and david was like nope he said you're gone dude you're gone and, that, <laughs> and that, that's a out. thing you need to understand too is like if you're doing something that's kind of like off on its own and you're not supposed to do it like you'll get warning after warning after warning yeah but if you're doing something that could potentially cause more customers to leave you're out like well in in that situation there were even customers saying stuff to that guy yeah like it was almost everybody in the bar was involved with that situation <laughs> it, was, it was basically play my song dude shut up <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> pretty pretty much but no seriously though the second that we think you are going to hurt our show or make people not want to be there then you're gone yeah like we're not gonna think twice about it we're gonna find a bouncer you're you're leaving the second that we think you're gonna mess up our show yeah and so just rule of thumb in life just literally in general in life don't be a dick that is my favorite just, rule that you know i i know the the number one rule the golden rule is treat others how you want to be treated but really i just think the number one rule should be don't be a dick right. just we're just trying to have a good time. And also like, you gotta remember like we're working too. Like, so like whatever we can do to make this easier for not only ourselves, but everybody else in this. Bar. Right. Like the bar thing about those bartenders, they're not there for just our shift. A lot of them are there for 10 plus hours a day. So they're listening to the same songs over and over and over just like we're playing the same songs over and over and over yes so like when you go in there being a jerk like that you're not making anyone's life easier or better like you're literally just making yourself look worse mm -hmm. and 
I don't know what it is about people traveling and being on vacation, but they tend to forget that everybody else around them still has which, their own life going which on. Which is crazy because last year for the holidays, I had some of the best crowds I've ever had. And maybe it was because, like, you know, COVID was finally like over. It was the first like, yeah. holiday season. People were out. But man, it was the best holiday season crowd I've ever had. And this year, it's like, I feel like the, the, the tips have, have been almost the same, but the attitudes mm-hmm. have definitely gotten worse. Very much so. So, but yeah, main rule of thumb, whether you're on stage or off stage, don't be a dick. Like, leave your ego at the door. Don't, like, yeah, you don't want to play a song, you don't have to play. No one's forcing you. To, no one's holding a gun to your head and saying, play this song or I'm going to shoot you. Like, just, no, just. If you don't play a song, play it, don't you don't you don't have to give an explanation. No nobody in the crowd's like, well, why won't you play it? Why? Tell me why no, no one's asking that. So if you're giving up that own information, it's just because your ego is too big. Like just and that being said, if you really need to tell somebody about why you don't like this artist, your band will probably want to hear it because we love gossip about artists. <laughs> Not when you have to hear it every show. Well, no, but like telling the story once is fine. Yeah, sometimes I have to hear the story every show, but that's different. It, well, that's like it. It again. It just it. And another thing is, when you say these things, you don't know who's in the crowd. Yes. Is it some have is is the booking agent or managers of these bars? Do they have they worked for these artists before? Do they work for these artists? Do they have anything involved with these artists? Are there PR people in the house? I mean, they're. There's sometimes these buildings are so packed and there's events going on CMA Fest. You never know who is in the building. You don't right. know these people unless like you personally know them. So anybody could be in there. If you're saying this stuff, they're like, well, I really like this act, but they hate this artist. So I guess we're not going to put them on this tour. Like it's things like that, that I think about that. Yeah, yeah. The likelihood of that happening is much smaller, but I definitely have seen it happen. But what is likely is the booking manager for the bar is in there and sees how you're interacting with the crowd and decides that that's not what they want for their big time slots. Yeah. And so you either get bumped or don't get a shift at all. Or, I mean, I brought in bands at one of the bars that I, uh, br- that I'm hired onto that. I bring my own bands in and stuff. It's my shift. And I've had managers tell me like, Hey, you know, the things your artist is saying on stage, they, they don't need to be saying that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, I don't care what their personal problem is. Like, they need to stop saying that. Yes. And so when a manager of a bar comes to me and says that, you know, okay, cool. I got to relay that information now. It makes it, I, I hate doing that, but it has to be done. So it's just, you know, be mindful yep. of your surroundings and things. Like, remember where you're at. You're in Music City. You're not in some podunk town. Like, you're, right. you're in Music City where... Everybody here has worked with somebody somewhere. They have a yep. connection, and it, you know. And you keep going. Why is my career not taking off? Why is my career not taking off? Because you're on stage. You're doing this, trashing somebody. Like, stop doing. You're that. making people not like you before they get a chance to say hi. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's just, never okay. It's never a good look. But um, so something else that we were discussing earlier. Wanted to talk on this we were discussing before the podcast was uh this this is just i guess another little reminder note for the musicians in town um talk about like when you reach out to people hiring people for gigs uh 
if I've played with you over and over and over again, like on a weekly basis and you're just like, Hey, are you available on this day? My response is most likely going to be. Yeah. If I am right. If I've never played with you or only played with you once or twice, or it's been months since I played with you and you reach out to me and all you say is, Hey, are you available Friday? My answer is going to be maybe. Right. Why did I give you that answer? Because I mean, what am I being available for? Am I available for a road gig? Probably not. Am I available for an in-town gig? Most likely. Am I available for a $30 in-town gig? No. Am I available for a $100 in-town gig? Most likely. Right. What are your details of the gig? What is, what are you, not even gig, like what am I available for? I have no idea. Like, so if you're reaching out to us, it's just, Hey, are you available for, I'm just going to give out, we'll just throw out some like random information here. Hey, are you available with the Valentine? Actually, I'll put it like this. This is how I ask people. Yes. Are you available with the Valentine on Friday? And then I include the actual date. So let's just say 10, 31, 22, uh, for $200 base pay for X amount of hours and validated parking. The only yeah. thing I left on that off of that was who the artist is and genre of music generally, right. because I generally don't ask that for in-town gigs. But um, I mean, if you're asking I gave you them, all the main information that you need to know, like, and if, if all you come back is, well, who's the artist? So I'm fine with answering that question too. I don't have a problem with that, but I gave you all the information. I can't stand it when someone just says, Hey, are you available? Especially like, like or, you said, if it's are somebody, you are you available Friday? Like you're not giving me any if it's information. Somebody you've only worked with once or twice, or it's been forever. Like I can't tell you how many times I've got a text from a number that I didn't have saved in my phone. And it's, are you available at this time? And it's yeah. like, I don't know who this is. They're not in my phone. So there's a I, solid I just, chance that I don't want to work with them Yeah, or don't know who they are to work with. Yeah. And I uh, want to say yes. I, I want to always know reply to that message with, I'm so sorry. Who is this? And do mm-hmm. you have any details? If it's someone that's in my phone, I'm just like details question mark yep. before I say anything. And if all you give me is the venue and the time, that's still not enough. Right. Like I don't, <laughs> there's not many people outside of the gigging world they're going to accept a job without knowing how much they're getting paid. Like yeah. all you people that have your normal day jobs, are you going to go into your day job? Not knowing what it is that you're getting paid hourly or, or on your salary pay. Right. No, you're not going to go and be like, okay, I'll work today. How much are we getting paid? Oh, just $12. Well, sure. I'll do it for you. <laughs> right. Like, no, you're not going to do that. And I mean, like even, even if it's like venues that you've played a lot, like different bands are on different pay scales. So like I've played the same stage at the same time slot and made a hundred dollars difference yep. depending on who I was mm-hmm. with. And that's base pay. That's not tips. That's right. just what the bar's paying. And then I've played places that I've gone way above and beyond, played extra because it was a holiday or whatever, and then found out at the end of the night that the pay is actually less than what it normally is. And so, yeah, I don't like asking about money because I don't want the person I'm talking to 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 think the first thing on my mind is money. It is, but yeah, like still our job. If if someone gets, if someone in town gets offended by you asking what the pay is, mm -hmm. 
then there's probably not someone you want to work with or it's someone brand new. Yeah. Like that's what I've learned. If, if you get offended by me asking what the pay is for a gig, that throws up a huge red flag for me that you're not being honest with me anyways. Right. That, and I, I do get booked at a lot of these venues under my name. I know what, you know, starting pays will be and whatnot. And there've been a few people. I don't think that they play in town anymore, but there've been a few people that have tried to pull a fast one on me. Yeah. And I've been like, Oh, well, you know, we play here and this is what our starting base pay is. And then they're like, Oh, well, you, you know, I, and it's like, well, okay, cool. I'll contact so-and-so. Yep. Like, I don't want to go that route, but when you're being all shady and you don't, you don't want to, you don't know a base pay. I won't know the base pay until we get there. That's never true. You ever. can ask any manager or booking agent what the base pay is, and they'll tell you immediately. Yep. Any that I haven't run into one yet that won't tell me what base pay is. Last week, somebody was asking about, uh, a, or somebody asked us about a gig, and I, I was having to book players, and I was like, "What's the base pay?" He's like, well, I don't know, but they always take care of us." And I said, "Okay, cool. The problem is, is the players that are coming on don't normally play with us." So I need to know what base pay is so I can tell them so they know and what's I'll going take on. care of you means nothing to me. Yes. I have been told that a few times for gigs and it's been like, all right, well, I'm trying to make this work. What are we getting paid? And it's like, I don't know, but I'll make sure you're taken care of. No, no. I need a dollar amount. Because your ideas of taking care of me could be a different idea of you taking care of me. So in my mind, oh, you're gonna take care of me? Cool, you're gonna give me like a hundred dollars and 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 uh, you know parking pass. And then I get there, it's like, oh, here's a here's a free meal, two free drinks, and you get ten dollars. Like that's not taking care of me, you know what right. I mean? So like, yeah, I I definitely I try to tell people all the time, like again, this comes to the whole people don't want to be confrontational, and I don't think asking questions is being confrontational. Or at least it should. I think be. asking questions is simply just being informed. You're being informed of a job that you're doing. And I have had so many different jobs with Mm. big companies, small companies, and I've owned my own companies. And I've never done a job not knowing what I'm going to get paid. Right. And even the last company that I owned was a landscaping company. Um, Even with that, like I hated, like when people were like, oh, what's the quote? And, you know, I would always quote people what the job was worth. And if people tried to undercut me, it's like, look, I get that. But, you know, like I got to make money. I'm not like, I'm not out here for charity. This is right. charity. Like I'm, uh, I'm quoting you the price that it's comfortable you, for me to come and do this work. If that's not okay with you, then you need to find somebody. And else. I also know for a fact that at that time, what I was doing, I was the lowest person in mm-hmm. that area. So... If you think you can go get a lower price, have fun. Go for it. But I know for a fact at that time I was the lowest person. No, I've been in that so. situation a handful of times and almost like clockwork, two days later you get a call and it's like, hey, well, I, we talked about it and decided. And I always <laughs> told people before I cut their yards, I need payment as soon as I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, And uh, there were some people like they weren't home. Like I'd go and take care of their yards when they weren't there and I would just send them an invoice and be like, hey, you know. They'd always know that I needed payment within six hours of doing the work. It was yeah. in the contract of the things I would send them. Um, so, and which as is much as that, an uncomfortable situation that can put you in or make you feel like you're in, that's what needs to be done. So, like, but that's another thing we can talk about as far as 
etiquette on hiring your band is paying them on time. A lot of the bars I get, they pay you a check now, and so you'll get the check when their payroll goes out. So sometimes it could be two weeks from the gig. Well, there there are a handful of bars in town on a certain circuit that they do pay you in a check, and it comes out every two weeks, and because they're trying to put you on, they're trying they're trying to convert people to W two employees by doing that. Um, most of the bars in town will give you a check as soon as you're done or yeah. they'll give you a check and you sign it and they turn around no and cash, cash you out immediately. And the bars that I know that pay out later, I accept those gigs on the fact of knowing that I'm going to get paid two weeks from right. when I played. And that's fine. Is what it is. It's how their business runs. Yep. I was told that ahead of time. But there are also several bars that I play that I know they give you a check the day of and it's like, oh... There's, there's some kind of an excuse as to why I'm waiting two weeks to get paid from that. Right. Yet I'm seeing that person is out at the bar every other night drinking, mm-hmm. but they can't and a lo- pay me. A lot of the guys I play with that do play those circuits where you have to wait for pay, they'll either pay me out of their tips so that they're just done with me. Mm-hmm. I've got all of my pay at the end of the night. Or they will go ahead and have me send like the Venmo request so that they have it. And then let me know when they get the check, when they cash it, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So if they're like, Oh, I'll get the check on this date. I'll probably cash it the next day. You should have it by that following day. They're very open and honest about it. I've only worked with a couple people where I've had to continuously text and be like, Hey, where are we at with this? And it was always some BS excuse after another, mm-hmm. but ended up being three, four five weeks before I got the money. Yeah. And I'm sure it was just a coincidence, but I always got the money when they needed me to play another gig. <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of people come into this and, you know, the gigs are in their names and they're getting paid. And this is the first time they've, you know, not the first time they've had a job maybe, but the first time that they've been in charge of paying other people. Yeah. And if you don't have your finances in order, like I can get, like I can get it. Sometimes getting that big check, you're like, Oh, well, I'll just take care of this and then I'll pay them when I get more money in. Mm-hmm. Well, you're counting your, uh, your uh, chickens before your eggs hatch, you know, like you gotta, <laughs> you need to pay people first. Yeah. And if, if you don't like you, Basically, you just need to get on top of your finances. If you're going to be the one paying people out, you need to be on top of your well, own Bottom finances. line is that's not your money. It's not no, your it's, money. It's not you're not paying them out of your money. Your name is on the check. You get to cash the check and then pay everybody from the check. It is not ever your money. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I completely agree with you there. So I, I get that. And it... It's unfortunate. If, if it's, you need to borrow money from me, hand me my pay and then ask to borrow 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say no because I can't afford it. But that's how you do that. <laughs> I mean, I've been in situations where I've expressed how bad of a financial situation I've been in and people have like helped me out right then and there on yes. spot. And and not even just in music. This is years before this outside of music. Um, so... Um, I, I get it. Like, you can be in an uncomfortable financial situation, but and if you're going to be if you're going to be in charge of paying people, if you're the one that that check is going to your name, you need to take care of those people. That is that your top priority. Yeah, like 
do not do not think of that money as oh this is my money I can pay them back later no 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 that's not that's not how this works <laughs> and news travels fast in this town you yes, will run out of people yes, to play with it does quick you know what I find funny is when the news of your personal life is leaked out in town and uh-huh. people want to judge you on your personal life and you lose gigs because of your personal life even though like you're a great player and you show up and do your job and what you're supposed to. But because something, somebody doesn't like something about your personal life, they won't hire you. That's happened to me. And it's happened to several friends of mine in town. Like just something within their personal life that artists didn't like. So they're like, yep. Oh, I'm not going to have you play with me anymore. Like why they're not on the road with you. They're not doing anything that's affecting your life. Like it's a four hour work gig. Right. You know how many people that I worked with at a corporate job that I couldn't stand their, their lifestyles. Like it just was not my cup of tea. Yeah. I don't Guess care. What? They were still my coworker. We had it like we worked, like we did our jobs. I don't care if you're passed out drunk 99% of the time, if you are coherent and playing on stage and do your job and everything's great on stage, what you do when you go home is none of my business. Yeah. yeah. Now, if mm-hmm. we're friends, I'll talk to you about it because I want you to be happy and right. healthy and whatnot. But even if we're not friends, and I hear you're doing something like crazy that's not healthy for you, you know, I care about everybody in this town. I, I really do. Like, I care about the musicians in this town. Yes, I really do want to see every musician succeed because it's what I do, and I do get a huge sense of joy and fulfillment and happiness when I see my friends and my colleagues do good things like this year i've got some guys that are opening up for the taylor swift show nice yeah man and it's gonna be huge yeah and they're they're on some of the opening acts for that and that's incredible the guys i got some friends that have been going out with luke combs this last year and and then another group that's opening up with luke combs and then guys that went on the road with brantley gilbert and stuff and they're all my friends and a few of them they're not my friends they're just colleagues but it's, it's the same thing like that's so amazing we we really are a tight-knit community like if if i don't know a player on broadway i know a player that knows that player period and just i mean there's been several people that come in town like they're like musicians i'm like hey man i'm looking for work i'm like cool if anything comes up i'll toss it your way Mm -hmm. it's not that things always come up but guess what every time things have come up their name's been in the hat yep like or if we have a chill or, gig or if, and I, have an emer- if I have an emergency and I remember, oh, hey, this person said I need whatever. Yep. Hit me up whenever. Cool. It's an emergency. I'm, but I'm no, hitting you I, up. I've, I've met a handful of drummers that have come to visit that were thinking about moving. And I was like, hey, we have this cool gig. Come hang out. I'll get you up to set in. You can kind of see what it's like firsthand. Yeah. And then we'll talk about it. We'll go through most of the stuff that we talk about on the podcast. And it, it's a good time. But yeah, like everybody, for the most part, wants to help everybody. Like yeah. nobody is like actively being malicious for the most part. For the most part. And those people don't stick around too long. No, they, they generally don't. Those those kinds of people will weed themselves out or they'll find their little, their little tight-knit group mm-hmm. and they'll stay in that group and never expand yep and i mean there's clicks all over this town there's just like in high school there's clicks all over this town and just like in high school i still not a part of any of them and i'm okay with that i'm okay with that i don't want to be i have my own life that i thoroughly enjoy so <laughs> but yeah no high school never ends it <laughs> 
That song is called yes. High School Never Ends. Uh, it's Bowling for Soup, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love Bowling for Soup. Yep. Shout out to them. They're amazing people. Amazing people. And still cranking, man. They're they are, still man. going. They're awesome. All right. Well, anything else you think we should touch on on stage etiquette, job etiquette from either musician's perspective or audience perspective? Uh, no, I mean, just again, just be mindful and respectful of everybody. Like yeah. the people on stage are doing a job. The people behind the bar are doing a job. And remember there's sound and light guys there. Oh, oh, actually, yes, there is one thing I do want to throw in there. If you can't hear one of us nine times out of 10, there's nothing that we can do about it. Like if you can't hear our vocals, right. like we'll try to let the sound guys know, but you stand there, we can't hear you. We can't hear you while we're singing. There's nothing. I can't like just reach around and turn up a volume knob. Yeah. That's the, the people back over there behind the sound booth. And yep. then you usually can't see them anyways. Uh, thank you for telling me. I'll try to let them know, but you standing there in front of the stage, the entire song, just yelling that at me. It's it's the same thing of you standing there requesting a song or you standing there shouting a song the entire time. I, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> and in most circumstances, even if we could get off and run to the soundboard and fix it, we're not allowed to. Yeah. We're not allowed to touch the soundboard. So I, if, if there is a sound guy there, I will say something, but sometimes there's just nothing we can do about it by the time people say things. Yeah. Also at a lot of these venues, if you are standing directly in front of the stage, you can't hear. You're probably not going to hear very well anyways, just because of how the sound systems in a lot of these places are set up. You can't have the speakers behind the microphones because that causes feedback. So they have to be a couple feet in front of the microphone so there's not feedback. And if you're, so if in you're that standing gap, in that gap between the stage and those speakers, you're probably not going to hear very well. And what you are hearing is the stage sound, which is nothing like the front of house mix. Yeah, because there's not everything there. But no, that that's really it, man. Um, you know, just again, if you come to Broadway, we greatly appreciate everybody that comes out. And you know, ninety eight percent of the people are amazing and they're great and they treat us well. But there's always there's few that just uh, come there and they think I'm on vacation. This is Nash Vegas. Let's party and rah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're a dick. Just go home. Don't just just go home. And we are not gonna let a handful of people throughout the year ruin a night for everybody else. If we can no, stop it, I will definitely make sure that your night is ruined before any of ours. <laughs> Absolutely. But that that's it for me. Well, I think we've pretty much covered all of at least the general etiquette stuff. We could probably get down and dirty on some specifics, but we'll yeah, save we that for another day. <laughs> um, anything fun coming up? The rest of this week for you? Uh, actually. Yeah. Um, so I have my gig tonight from eight to midnight at old red, which is my Wednesday night residency. And I, I love playing there. Um, as of right now, I'm off tomorrow, Thursday, and then Friday morning, I fly out to San Diego. Um, this time I'm going for shows, not for vacation. Very cool. <laughs> so I'm doing two shows out there at, um, moonshine beach and moonshine flats. And, uh, in San Diego. I'll be with Todd Cameron. So that'll be fun. It's always a good time. We don't, when we do go, cause we'll get there about three o'clock and then we're going to get food and go run to the venue, set up, do all that, get ready. I don't have any time Friday to do anything. Most likely I'll be sleeping in Saturday. 
um, and then kind of repeat Saturday night. And then we fly out at like 8 a.m. Sunday. So, so definitely be, not a vacation. <laughs> no, not, no, I don't get to enjoy any of it this time like I did uh, last time I was there. So uh, I'll fly in. I'll try to eat some good food uh, Saturday morning. But other than that, I'll be in and out super quick. And then I'm back to my normal Wednesday, Friday, Saturday schedule and hopefully picking up gigs here and there. I mean, Christmas is coming up soon. Gigs are getting lighter. So yeah, I hate this time of year. Yeah, it's hard. I, I do too. It it is, but that's all right. You know, we always seem to find ways to get through it. Yeah. Um, whether that's driving for Uber and Lyft or selling some leftover gear or, or credit card debt or standing on a street <laughs> corner, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, we find ways to get through. Yep. Well, I guess um, I don't really have a whole lot to add. If you've covered everything that no, you're thinking man. and. Everything we discussed earlier, I think we I think we hit it all that that we talked about. So I'm I'm cool with it. All right. Well, then uh, we'll close it down for this time and start prepping next time's episode. Hell yeah, uh, Bob. Go ahead, and throw your socials out there. All right. Uh, I am Story of Bob or Story of Bob Music on everything. Generally, if you look up Story of Bob, you will find me. The podcast is also on Facebook and Instagram. That's Nashville for Nobodies on both. Um, we are actually trying to get you to where you have access to those. So you yeah, can post uh, stuff hopefully as well. by today, tomorrow, um, I will have access to all that stuff. We'll have it all figured out so that um, I'm more of a I'm more of a social media nerd than Bob is. That's true. <laughs> uh, I'm just more active on it than he is. So um, we're gonna get some things out there just so I can push the socials more and, and get it get this platform or get this to more platforms and across to a yes. bigger audience um and as always feel free to reach out let us know the questions you have any comments ideas thoughts about the podcast um like we're trying to figure out what we would want to know if we were in your shoes but obviously we're not so if there's something we glance over or information you're missing feel free to reach out let us know and we will happily cover it on another episode yeah we just kind of pick things that happen to us throughout the week and so the following week we'll be like hey let's talk about this so again like bob said there's anything at all that you guys want to hear us talk about want any information on want us to rant and bitch about whatever it is you know our top favorite songs our top songs we hate whatever it is that you want to hear let us know like i said you can reach out to story of bob or you can reach out to me at thurky bass t-h-e-r-k-y-b-a-s-s i'm tiktok and facebook and instagram i'm on those you can find me on there um reach out to us on the social medias Nashville for nobodies and we'll uh, get some more podcasts going. I did talk to a few people and so hopefully we'll have some guests coming on maybe next couple episodes too. That sounds good. So I'd like to get some more people in here and, and the get, hard part uh, about guests is the scheduling. Part. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Our schedule works out because we're done with the Wednesday shift and we can just come over here and it did. Right. Boom. Um, but also with it being a Wednesday midday, it might be a little easier to get people over here. We'll see. I'm hoping so. I, I've got a couple that I'm working on too, that'll give some different perspectives. One of them that he works at a recording studio and works for a label, but it's a comedy label. So that'll be super interesting. I'm super curious to see what's different between like trying to release a comedy record versus a mainstream country record. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun stuff we can explore there, but um, yeah, I guess until next time I'll chat with you later. Hell yeah. AMF. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.